0: Welcome to my podcast, The New Perspective. This is S. Hi, hope you're all doing well and in the best of health. Well, now everyone's back to their job, students are back to school, and everyone's trying to get back to, you know, the normal life we used to have. Well, at least some bits of it. We still have to follow all of the SOPs. But I was just hearing the news a few hours ago regarding the second wave. So that really freaked me out because I know everyone's trying to do their bit and follow the SOPs as much as they can. But somewhere, some people just get a little negligent. So how about we try to cover up that aspect as well because... It is expected that the second wave will be coming in October and then November in the UK, uh, Europe It is expected in Asia as well But, um, well, now we already know what will happen if we don't follow all of the SOPs so, Let's take care of one another and follow all the rules, stay six feet apart, wear masks, glass, sanitize and wash our hands as much as possible. Let's follow all of the things that we were doing during the lockdown, because the virus hasn't gone away, we still do not have a vaccine yet, so why take a risk? Why would you want to go back to that lockdown phase all over again? It was a bad phase for majority of the people. Some- some just tried their best, you know, gathered some courage, found some inspirations, you know, tried to make the most out of the whole lockdown period, but why take a risk again? Because, you know, in majority of the countries, many faced and battled depression and whatnot, the highest unemployment rate, so let's just take care of one another and you know look out for one another so well in today's episode uh, let's just you know let me introduce my guest today well she has been traveling around the world she has studied in England in the US in Europe and due to the whole COVID scenario she is back in her home country Uzbekistan Well, she spent a lot of her time with her family, her friends, and she, you know, tried to give out as much positive energy as much as she could. So, even during the lockdown period, whenever I got a chance to speak with her, well, she was all about positive vibes and positive vibes. So, let's just get into conversation with her and get inspired well let's welcome manisa hi manisa
1: hi how are you
0: i'm good i'm good so uh, how how's everything going on now
1: um uh, oh, good, everything is uh, uh, you know, it's just like the day starts like every day at home <laughs> so okay, uh, it's good, I got used to it
0: Alright, so how are things in your country now regarding the COVID-19 situation, how is it? Uh, is it getting better or uh, you know, is it spiking up again?
1: Um, well uh uh uh, generally speaking uh, um currently the situation is getting better Uh, i mean uh uh in uh perspective for our lifestyle like we are going back to normal life uh but uh the spike is growing so i don't I, i cannot uh tell you like confidently that uh we are handling the COVID uh, very well, okay. but because because the numbers are growing, that's
0: why. Okay, okay. So everything's back to normal still, like um, like restaurants, shops, everything's open, or is there a, you know a smart lockdown still taking place? Uh, no,
1: uh, government officially opened everything. Uh, we are no we have uh like one or three uh sectors of our life It's like still in lockdown for, for instance uh universities. The students cannot attend uh, uh the school uh in person uh, they are learning online uh, but the you know regular schools uh high school and junior and kindergartens they are all open
0: oh okay so uh, tell us about yourself you've studied a course from uh, the uk you've been to us and then you've been studying in europe so you've been traveling a lot so tell us about that tell us about your experience and which which country do you did you like the most
1: uh sure um well uh um For my uh, bachelor's degree, I did uh, commercial law uh, and uh, it's actually, I didn't, I never been to England, but uh, I studied at the branch of uh, University of Westminster. Uh, They opened their branch in my home country, so uh, that's where I got my bachelor's degree, Uh, but I never been to the country. Um, I would love to, (laughs) In the future, uh, then I, I I applied for masters uh, uh, for one of, of no, it's, it's two of universities in in the U.S. Uh, one was in Virginia, uh, and one was in New Hampshire state, and I picked New Hampshire because because um, I like the campus. <laughs> um, then I traveled to the U.S and uh, i lived there um four years almost um and currently uh i am doing my certificate program in human rights uh at at european university um, which is in germany
0: okay okay so how was your experience in the u.s because if we compare the COVID situation you know there's there has been you know a lot of cases of COVID um, there. So, do you think they manage their medical aspects and everything f- much better than the other countries, or why do you think they had the most, you know, highest rate of, um, uh, you know, COVID?
1: Um. Uh, In my opinion, uh, I think personally, uh, why the numbers are um, too high in the U.S. is because it's a big country uh, and compared to my home country. And plus, uh, their uh, information, I think they are more transparent, so they are more open. Uh, In other words, I think they, they report true numbers. That's why it's it might be high. Um, also, um, uh, uh, in a current pandemic, uh, I I was back in my home country. I'm still in my home country, but uh, I have many friends in the U.S. Uh, as well as my brother. But they, uh, when everything has started, uh, they actually didn't lock down the country, so they uh, they experienced their. Um, normal life uh, even though the other countries they were like uh like you know uh closing down and um uh, like taking some measures but they actually uh, in in the beginning they didn't do nothing so and that's why i think it went up um uh comparing to my home country we were very um uh, how can i say for two months we we were in a real lockdown it's it's it seemed to me we are in a, a war time because we couldn't go outside for two months almost and but in the us it was like just like a regular life
0: okay okay so how was the uh, how did you deal with the whole pandemic situation because it was a very depressing phase so how did because you were planning to go for your masters abroad everything was finalized but still even if people who were not planning to go anywhere still it is a drastic change you know just stay home and you're not allowed to go outside or do anything you like or meet people so how did you deal with the whole scenario
1: um uh, at first in the beginning it was uh, hard to cope up with the sudden change uh in my regular lifestyle uh so just like you said i couldn't go out and i couldn't see my friends and i just overall i couldn't do any uh, everything that I, I used to um and uh, also we are like we were it was a strict we should uh we had we should to wear masks everywhere we are still wearing the mask even the outside in the streets um it's like you know uh, it was mandatory, and it has. Um, if you don't follow this regulation, you you will you will have a big problem. Um, so that was like very, <laughs> like you know, bad experience because uh, I, I truly don't like wear to wear mask, but I don't have any choice. Uh, but then um, slowly, but surely, I I started to to cope up uh, with this thing and uh, you know like accept
0: this and adapt to this yeah it is a very difficult situation to you know really accept something which is totally introduced new to you and it's you're not even really given a choice but it's just implemented on you you know you have to follow it or else this would happen but uh regarding the covid situation uh, do you think is you know uh, everyone was in a state of panic, and the panic was created, rather than uh, you know how harmful it really was. If if you get you know my question was it that yeah. yeah was it that scary or did it did the people or the governments just you know make the most out of it so you know they just used the fear. To implement whatever they wanted to. Um,
1: uh, I again, this is my personal opinion, but I might be wrong. Uh, uh, well, uh, I, I used to say this, and I'm still holding to this uh, uh, point. Uh, well, I know COVID is a new new to our, uh thing to our life, and we are still learning uh about COVID. Uh, but um, the thing is, uh, now it won't go anywhere. so it's gonna stay forever with us. Uh, and in the future, eventually, uh, I'm sure there will be different kind of you know illnesses. and uh, I feel like this was like kind of preparing thing uh, like, Government kind of prepared their uh, citizens if something happens like that if something happens in the future how what kind of measure they should take if 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 it will be effective or no and how uh it will affect our lives positively or negatively and uh i believe this was (sighs) This wasn't a good idea because when you actually, let's say, when you, when you take regular flu or regular cancer and put every day in all news anchors, the statistics, uh, numbers, and death rates, of course, you will have natural panic attack. Yeah, that's true. So this was, this was kind of, I feel like it was kind of uh, training or preparing that's what i see from governments, from uh world health organizations from the un all these big big uh, guys uh that kind of control the world so this is what i think um
0: yeah that is that is that is one way of looking at it which is uh, you know considerably a positive way of looking at it because we really can't you know do anything about it but <clears throat> That's the whole thing, but uh, regarding uh, what you've studied uh, you've studied commercial law and then you moved towards human rights. Why did you take such a drastic change like from you know a corporate side to a humanitarian side? What made you change your mind uh, that's a good question thank
1: you thank you very much. Um... Actually, this was like drastic change was uh, when I started doing my master's degree in the u.s. So, um, it was like business administration. I did my mba Uh first I started with commercial law then I moved to mba So kind of it's like kind of blend a law and the commercial law and the business So I learned a little bit more with in a business sphere. but now i'm totally changed to my my you know my plans and my future view what i will be pursuing uh in the future so then i pick the human rights um the thing is um when i came back to uh from us back to my home country and living here for four months i see that uh we were, part, we were, our country Uzbekistan was a part of the U, uh, Soviet Union for, for a long time and it's been like 30, almost 30 years we, we uh, gained our independence. But uh, for 26 years, country, uh, when they gained uh, their independence, it wasn't much, uh, you know, progress and development in all the aspects uh, in our country. Including healthcare, economy, and plus uh, human rights. So uh, now the government uh, uh, we pick our uh, new president, uh, so he's doing his best to uh, bring the country uh, to to its best, and he's working his uh, he's doing his job and but. Uh, people around him, is st- they are still in, um, they work uh, still, like, you know, um, how do you say, Soviet style, All right. so it's a little, little hard for them, for him, oh, him, only him, uh, one person, to change everything, um, you know, drastically in one day, so it's gonna take a little bit more time, because we lost 26 years, so uh human rights are still you know lagging behind uh in our country, and uh I think uh, the country needs like you know uh people who actually do their job but not pretend they are doing something and work for for uh for their benefit or for financial gain uh,
0: yeah, that yeah that is true, yeah, that is true 'cause uh recently i've been you know in even in asia uh you know they in pakistan they got a new uh you know prime minister and they had to well then people started to realize the fact how you know underdeveloped we you know the country was written regards to basic human rights because now they They, everyone had the exposure, they had social media, they knew what was going on, but you know, I I think one person can, you know, push you towards making a change, but I think it lies within us, I think the, the, you know, the citizens are super lazy and they want, uh, you know, someone to do their work for them, so until we don't change ourselves and you know start to stand up for you know ourselves and for the people around us you know there isn't a unified front and then we just find one leader and then we just start blaming them because the ones that are trying they can't really well as you said you know 26 years of you know one period of how it was ruled it can't just change all of a sudden but everyone doesn't really put in the effort which is really sad and it's not in one country it's in you know a lot of countries uh, where a change has to be brought about even if the leader is trying something just keeps pulling back so you know i think we should start working on ourselves and uh like you said the leader is trying his best to you know make a difference so that means that well that means that you know you are acknowledging his efforts and you're trying to make changes you know from your home as well like you're trying to do the right thing on your by yourself as well but I, i i personally think that everyone needs to put in the effort and then something can something good can come out of it what do you think
1: um i i 100 agree with you uh you are so right at the, the one point like uh you know this uh, those countries like you know underdeveloped countries like um let's say africa continent and central asia uh which were part of Soviet Union, they are so, like, you know, especially I'm talking from Uzbekistan perspective, uh, our people were still, like, for 26 years uh, of gaining their independence, they got so lazy, and they, like, now they are awakening for us, like, you know, when something new happens, it's just, like, uh, like, like, had authorities who, are uh sitting in a like you know big positions of the country who actually do their uh take you know make a decision uh, they are like very old school and uh they don't want to accept the new thing uh and then the problem is uh, happening is like because they don't want the new thing uh it's just if something had changed then they're gonna lose uh their you know how i said uh Gaining uh, everything to themselves, it's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, They they should change uh, overall and uh, not to think about their pocket. How I want to say in a nice way. That's true. So uh, yeah, new thing might uh, bring uh, new ideas, and uh, the money might go to new ideas, not to themselves. So they don't want that and the young people who are actually trying to change, they are actually, who got their education outside the country, who have the uh, fresh ideas. Uh, When they come back to the country and they wanna do something, they are not giving them chances. So what happened is, uh, right now what I'm seeing around me, these people who doesn't have like, you know, power, uh, I mean, um, young people. Uh, they are trying to do something, but when, if they try once, they try try twice and like many, many times, but there is no result. Uh, the the conclusion is is that they are leaving the country again. So they are they are not having choice.
0: That's, That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, you know, in every country, there are basic human rights violations going on. But, for instance, you know, in Asia, mostly it's about... Women rights and assaults and for in regards to children as well, so uh, they are not given their basic uh, rights so how is it in uh, in your country is it a little more developed or which sector needs a little more attention or focus with regards to basic rights um, so uh, as you
1: said every country they they have uh some like you know pros and cons uh when when it comes to human rights uh there is no country which i could say that a perfect uh, who actually developed their perfect human rights the law and you know regulations uh but in my country like i said it's it's it just started to develop uh like 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 you know I'm giving you like one 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 example uh, we we are we are we have you know natural resources in our country so we are like rich with gold and cotton production and uh you know uh uh how can i say like many things uh but the our main uh, resource, natural resource uh, is um, a cotton and uh, when, for 26 years government forced uh, young children, uh, women and uh, farmers to, to, to work in the fields to pick up the cotton uh even when it was education and like you know school time uh, young children who are like uh 5th 6th uh, grade 7th grades uh they went to cotton field not uh, like you know going to school even the doctors even the teachers all should go uh and go to the field and pick up the cotton and uh i think they they didn't pay them it was forced labor And uh, I know that some uh, American companies like GAP and like America, uh, the US government, they put some sanctions on the government because they use uh, child labor and forced labor. But now they lifted this when the new president uh, came to the office. So now they're working on this. Even though uh, the children are not working in the fields, but uh, they actually giving the free will. If you want to work, uh, they pay you. So for some amount, but not children.
0: So, uh, so the wages are, there's unquality in wages for like gender discrimination type of thing. Uh,
1: gender discrimination, you mean the women's uh, rights and etc.?
0: yeah like oh, they, they get paid less um, with, as compared to men or is it not uh, the case in give... your country?
1: Uh, they, yes they, got, they, they get, get discriminated and um, let's say you are a woman and you're applying for like you know to to, to like ordinary or, like firm or even the government office. At the time of interview, I had the situation like it was like five oh I, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. I was like, mm, I just finished uh, my university and uh, I wanted to apply for, um, I think it was a Coca-Cola company. Yeah, it was Coca-Cola. So I went there, they invited me and at the interview, the HR, they gave me personal you know questions Rather than uh, professional questions Uh, and then they said oh you are uh, you are like you know young young lady and uh, are you planning to you know to have your family I said of course eventually everybody will have their family but then they said how soon are you going to have your family I said I don't know yet and they said well we are scared you know uh, girls come to uh, to the company but then when they actually get married uh, when they when they get pregnant they leave the company for maternity leave and which is not good for us that's what they said so what I mean is it's still um, on this thing is still you can meet um, some. some companies maybe most companies in our country uh and they don't really want to hire the uh you know female society that's how
0: yeah yeah well that is in my country as well i applied you know when as soon as i got done with my graduation i just went to a couple of interviews at uh, you know uh, reputable uh, places so who already talk about you know women rights and equality and stuff like this on public domains but as soon as when I went there for the interview it was you know they started off with the same question you know what are like you know are you going to have a family in a year or two if you are just tell us now because then we won't hire you but i just i just got up i was like even if you hire me if you don't hire me i don't want your job so you can just keep it with you and keep your old facade you know with you because right. that is so unfair they don't ask because they you know they keep building uh you know this only build up their image, like you know, they're doing their best as much as they could. But in reality, they're they're just like termites. They are you know eating up our society, and they are hiding themselves behind everyone else, and you know, being like, oh, we are all okay with it. We're all modernized, but in, but in reality, these are the culprits who do not let you grow or the society grow, and then we just you know keep blaming one another and things never change but in regards to you know uh, how can this be changed what is your perspective with regards to this aspect because even if we have protests and stuff like this these are the organizations that have an image they build up an image they have a PR or setting which you know builds up their image regarding you know they promote and they're modern so they do not discriminate, but in reality, the people within the company, they are the ones who you know who are promoting this discrimination. What, how, how, what's your opinion on this? How can this be changed? How can a difference be made? Because like this, it's just going on in circles and circles, and only their images are getting improved, and no outcome is there.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, while you were talking, uh, uh, some uh, like you know, one thing just came to my mind uh, about how it should be changed. It's like to, like I, I just want to love to say this, but I mean, it's a too biased thing going on. Like let's say they started this whole COVID thing, pandemic thing, and they locked down everybody in, in their houses, apartments, wherever they live. And guess what? Now uh, they are saying uh, it's okay to work from home or whatever you are, just have your computer on and internet. But then when they hire the woman they say, well, like, like, like let's say before the pandemic thing, uh, you, uh, you face this problem. I face this problem. It wasn't okay. Like, they, they brought this problem, oh, you will get married, you will have your kids, and then you won't be able to attend the, like, you know, we're workplace, uh, and we are not, like, uh, open to, for you to work from home. Now they're saying we're okay to work from home. Yeah. I just don't want just, it's so funny uh, how this society, this system they are doing, it's just like, like, they're kind of controlling everything. I don't know who's uh, on top of it, yeah. but it's just, And plus, how you you want to, if you want to hear what how it should be changed, how we can uh, work on this and make it better, is uh, well, I had, I'm, I think, no, it's not a thing, I'm, I actually saw with my own eyes uh, back in the US, I had. I work for healthcare, and uh, we we had like little project with uh, project with IT company who actually wanted to implement their, uh, you know, software platform to uh, you know uh, hospitals and all those private practices. Uh, uh, in um, in they started in Massachusetts, Boston area, and then they want to expand it to um, other nationwide. States maybe then to uh, international level so uh, their office is in Massachusetts, and I went to their office uh, uh, because of the project uh, to give the interview and stuff Uh, and I I was shocked how they built their workplace it's just for me coming from Uzbekistan it's just kind of like you know it's, it's totally different thing and new experience and I loved how they built their uh, workplace for their uh, employees. What they did is, you know, if you are an uh, uh, employee of this company, if you have pet, let's say dog and cat, any pet in your, your household, and you, if you don't have, you know, someone to leave uh, at home, you pet with, you can bring your pad to your workplace and there is special big room. It's like furnished with everything to the pad, and you can just work and, you know, or work with them. How about we do this for kids uh, in workplaces? If you're like a woman and if the your company sees you, your, uh, your abilities and you are like asset to the company, and why don't they do this? Uh,
0: like you know, they are doing it for pets. Why don't they do the human babies? Why? Why not? <laughs> I know that is you so can. true. But uh, regarding this aspect, what should one really do? Because um, what if we face the scenario? If some you know, if someone else faces the scenario today or tomorrow, how should one react? like should we take it up to social media and you know uh, have people know about this because when we went through this we were told to you know just ignore the fact I think people tend to make this a normal thing so if it happens to you if it happens to me or any other girl or woman they tend to you know may don't make it a big deal out of it when it should be because when you share it with someone in in your home or your you know circle they're like you know this happens just ignore it i think that is one thing which should be stopped because if you're sharing it with them they should also react to it because it it isn't normal it isn't wrong it's it, it isn't right to consider the fact uh you know that you can be asked these personal questions which are at points offensive and you know you 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 are not valued for your skills your talent your qualification what's the point of getting a degree uh from you know from anywhere to be honest and doing so much effort having so good score but still lagging behind and you. and the first question they would ask you is what are your family plans and not how talented you are what is your perspective about the future how can you make a difference so they don't really consider the fact that a woman can make a difference even if they know it they won't say it out and if they are challenged for it like if you say to them directly on their face that you know you do not support women and You know and you do not really promote their skills they'll be like they will get all defenses and and be like no no it's your fault and you're thinking it wrong so this is how it really goes on how can that be changed because it now the youth is more aware of their rights and they have platforms where they can share their experiences and you know have a voice so how could are these questions normal the ones that are asked to women, these are questions are not asked uh, towards men when they go for job interviews. Are these questions right. normal? Should these they still be kept normal? And also, uh, the fact that ours when we share it with our families and friends, they they you know uh, they consider our reaction to be an overreaction, and these questions normal. Is that normal as well? I don't think it is. What is your opinion? Uh,
1: I don't think uh, I I don't I don't think it's normal, and it's uh, it's truly discriminative questions. Um, well, uh, what we can do in the future is uh it really depends where you are first of all and uh you know if you're uh not every country is like uh or, or every society uh that you you know h- human beings uh, are developed in the same level right now because uh we are we are just uh we are in the 21st century but uh like we in my country we, I, we still live in an old school. Even if I bring up this question uh, toward the company, let's say HR, or like you know, even if it's like a, a branch office of uh, some uh, international company, they still the problem is the HR uh, is not very well trained. Uh, I think they need to constantly train their h r and plus they should be ready the 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 com the country's uh local companies they should be ready for this uh, uh you know uh, how can i say like uh very um haha, like potential or very uh successful uh experienced uh, uh company yeah at all uh but even though if I I not I couldn't and I cannot promise if I will bring this question up towards uh, some uh, their uh, HR they they would say okay we uh we apologize or yeah next time we will be more attentive and guess what uh next next woman who comes to their door uh they will they won't change it they will still keep asking this question because uh i in my country you know people are uh very curious they don't want to know what you actually when when you go to the interview they don't want to see what, uh, what is your skill and what you can bring. The mm. questions are built where actually, where did you go and how did you study and maybe how much you spent and uh, what, what is your family status. That's what they want to know. And I don't, I, I, this is why they fail in the future because they don't know how to work. But mm. if you are in a more developed country, and you are a part of the country and you can actually, you have uh, access to uh, like a regular citizen uh, or even the foreigner, uh, you can make change. There are still hopes there. Uh, I feel like what, what can you do is bring, bringing this question towards the media. I think media is a powerful uh, right now, uh, they're one of the brands of our society who can make change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and influences and affect and uh, bring the change, but not uh, <laughs> my country or underdeveloped countries. Um, even though you, if you uh, go to like you know uh, independent organizations, uh, they might take you know little uh, steps toward it, but not like media. Yeah, that's... I think you should go to media to yeah. to make a change.
0: And I think there should be, you know, a qualification test, just like they have a COVID test to check if you have it or not. I think there should be a test to check how negative and, you know, backward your mentality is, because that is just corroding the coming, you know, the coming youth and uh, the years to come, the society. So I think there should be a test for that as well. As, as i the COVID test is quite painful. So I think there should be a test for, you know, these people who sit there and interview us and other people. There should be a test for them and they should know. There should be a negativity test. The negativity that they're spreading, it should be, you know, stop there. They should be given some medication for that. Right. Uh, this is why so, like, so
1: many uh, like, uh, young people... They want to get job from uh, big uh, reputable companies um, uh, where they actually treat them properly. Uh, like so, maybe there are some startup companies they are working on this and they are building their uh, company in this uh, you know uh, direction. But uh, like uh, I would say. Uh, those countries who are um, developing right now, they it's gonna take some time to uh, you know level up to that um, point.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. okay, for the audience, uh, we're moving towards the conclusion stage. So, what is your hashtag perspective? Like something that you would like to share a positive aspect which can you know influence or inspire uh, our listeners to make a difference you know in our society for themselves because they need to start raising their voices for something if not now then when so what is your hashtag perspective
1: um i think i just learned myself (laughs) uh when, when you have like limited options um, in your life for instance if you're going through some hardship or um, even if you are like in your good uh, uh, phase of your life uh, just don't give up because uh, if you're patient and if you're uh, if you are like no if you can picture what will be uh, your life in the future, then you can do this. Uh, right now, you, you you want you. Right now, it might seem that it's not working or everything you're doing is failing. But uh, know this: every single uh, action you're taking, even its little step, uh, you are you know, walking towards your dreams. Just don't give up. Because there are so many people, they, uh, they just, they lose their hope and they just uh, agree whatever, what is, whatever people are saying and accepting the situation. And then eventually when time passes by, after 10 or 15 years, they would just, uh, they would see, they will look back to their life and they regret it. Because what happens is they wouldn't live their life. They would, uh, they will notice this. Then they would say, "Oh, I didn't live my life as I wanted. I live uh, uh, someone, you know, s- story who actually, uh, you know, write up or lined up for me." And it's very bad feeling. And uh, if you have good intention, if you have like doing your best and uh, if you if you are a good person your time will come yeah sooner or later it will come
0: that is true guys that is, that is great so thank you so much for you know joining us today and taking the time out it really means a lot and take lots of care manisa and we'll we'll get in touch again and you know Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you again.
1: Thank you. Yuhaka. Thank you so much. I had a very, very good time and it was very. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I really sh- appreciate that you invited me for this podcast and um, it was great talking to you and share my um, ideas and experiences and discuss these things. Uh, hopefully, we will, uh, we will be part of this change. Yes. Someday and uh, yes and
0: thank you very much. Thank I you. really like this. I enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you. So so this was Manisa for you guys and I hope you know you got inspired, you got a new perspective and well let's conclude our today's episode and take lots of care of yourself and the people around you and of the environment and please follow all of these SOPs so we do not have the second wave or a lockdown again so take lots of
1: care take care bye